From a studio high above the clouds of the Okanagan Valley, this is the Cannabis Podcast. Exploring the world of Canadian cannabis culture, one toke at a time. Now, here's your host and bud tender, Gary Johnston. Oh, whoops. You caught me in mid-preparation. I've got to learn to be ready when I start the introduction to the show. Okay, I'm ready now. Welcome back. If this is your first time coming to the Cannabis Podcast, I hope you're going to enjoy the next 30 minutes or so when we are going to just talk about all kinds of things cannabis. I kind of have a bit of a passion for the plant, and I like to share that. On this episode of the Cannabis Podcast, what have we got coming up for you? Well, we have a potpourri of things on episode 67. On this episode, I get to finally have that conversation I've been waiting a long time to have, the one with my boss, Tarek Shabib, the owner of Spirit Leaf Kelowna. That conversation is in this episode. And we're going to visit Cultivar Corner, of course. This time, it's another local product from the Okanagan, and this is Flower's new release, BC Black Cherry. And we're going to follow up with a story on that pound of weed I mentioned a few episodes ago. There is a follow-up to that, and it involves a hitchhiking trip like no other. A half a pound of weed, no matches, lighter, or papers. All of that and more on episode 67 of the Cannabis Podcast. And before we dive into the details of this episode, let me throw out a couple of shout-outs to a couple of people. Actually, one of them to my brother Bill. I've already talked about him a few times in a few episodes. Uh, I'm pretty sure none of the stories I've told over the years have involved him. And the interesting part is he's he's actually discovered the podcast now. I was chatting with him just the other day, and he said, Gary, I'm really enjoying listening to your podcast. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Bill. I've been doing it for almost three years now. I'm, but better late than never, right? And a lot of my contacts with cannabis, certainly while I was in the Kootenays, came through my brother Bill. So he and I have had a long marijuana relationship, not only just a brother relationship. And interestingly enough, the story I'm going to finish off with today is me on a trip with that infamous pound of pot. Well, okay, maybe it's now just a half a pound. uh, Traveling via hitchhiking to visit my brother in the Kootenays. And it was a wacky trip. and, And you'll hear about that at the end of this episode. Also wanted to send out a couple of shout-outs to, I had another guest in the store last week who commented on the fact that she really loves listening to the podcast. Jade, I think it was. If it was, Jade, thanks for thanks for mentioning that. I always like to hear that. Oh, and the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, you've heard me many times on this podcast make humorous reference to the term from Ontario of a half quarter when you're looking for an eighth. Well... <laughs> I was very surprised this last week when we actually got some product into the store from the batch. Uh, It's an eighth. And guess what it's called? Half quarter. Yep, they went went there. They went all the way down the path, a product literally called a half quarter, and it's an eighth of cannabis uh, from the batch. So I guess we knew that was going to happen at some point, and it finally did. I have been looking forward to this next conversation for a long time. I've known Tarek Shabib for almost two years now and had long discussions with him about working at the Spirit Leaf store in Kelowna while he was waiting for his license and the store sat empty for what appeared to be the longest, longest time. And then the store finally did open. I went to work for him and we had intended to have this conversation a long time ago, but we were just too busy with both of us working in the store. And and now things have kind of changed as, you know, I've taken on the manager's role and that's allowed Tarek to kind of step back into the owner's role a bit more. 
And that meant we actually found an opportunity to have a discussion about how we got to where we are today. And we're going to pick up the conversation right after I have welcomed Tarek to the Cannabis Podcast. Yeah, it's great to be on, finally. Yeah, exactly, finally. It's taken a while to, to work it out between our two schedules, mostly because we're both busy at the store. But but thanks for taking some time, Tarek. I've, I've been wanting to, to find out more about your story, and, and now's the opportunity, and we can share it with some others as well. So you're not from the Okanagan, right? Where Where are you from? Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, out east in Montreal. That's what I thought. So, yeah, so I grew out out there. Okay. Um, and I only moved to uh, BC uh, when I was 15. Oh, okay. That's when you came here. And and right yeah. to Kelowna? Yeah, right to Kelowna. Uh, you know, my family just kind of wanted a change from from the weather there, really. Okay. Out yeah. east and just kind of, uh, kind of a refresh. Yeah. And it was a really great, great decision. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you certainly get yeah. far less winter here than, than, than you did there. Definitely. Cool. So, so now let me know your cannabis story. Uh, where and, and, and how did your journey with, tar- with cannabis begin? Oh, geez. Well, um, it started pretty young. I actually, uh, growing up in Montreal, I had a, um, an older relative, an older cousin okay. who um, was really into uh, growing his own. Oh. And I was very, very intrigued um, at the whole process and... Um, just kind of the art form of growing the plant. I mean, there was so much, so much involved. And um, to be honest, I just loved going over and <laughs> smelling, <laughs> smelling the smells. I bet. And um, it really got me curious. And it wasn't until I was a little or- older that I started to get more into um, kind of the positive benefits um, of cannabis. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my mother, she has MS and she's been dealing with that for, you know, half her, half her, her life. Okay. And, um, you know, she's tried about everything and cannabis is just about the only thing that really gives her any kind of relief. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, I, I really kind of push her to try it. Um, just, you know, in doing my own kind of research and, Um, you know, she was willing to, and it just kind of blossomed from, from there. And I just kind of had a much deeper appreciation for, for the plant. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've always been really passionate about it from that point. So that's kind of how I'm, I've, I've been involved in cannabis and kind of what it means to me. And before you went down the path of, of the franchise, which obviously I have a lot of questions <laughs> about going down that path. What kind of things did you do before when, when uh, for a, vo- a vocation? Yeah, so I've always been very entrepreneurial. You know, growing up as a teenager, you know, I got my, got my first car and I, you know, it was my baby and I would really take care of that thing. And, you know, occasionally I'd go in and get it, try to get it, um, you know, cleaned and detailed. And, no one would really do the kind of job that I would kind of be satisfied with. <laughs> and so um, I, I thought, hey, you know, I, I started kind of just doing it myself. You know, I noticed kind of how good I was at it. And uh, I started my own kind of business running uh, car detailing. Um, oh, very cool. Workshop. Very cool. Yeah, I can see you being really good at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. 
so um, you know, I was I was into that for quite some time throughout um, college, where I was taking uh, business. I've always been really kind of into running my own business. Yeah. And I eventually found, um, actually, I'm kind of jumping ahead. Um, I, I, I used to go down to California every every year. I had a uh, family down there. Okay, yeah. Going down there, I would see the, the cannabis industry. And they're, you know, about 10, 10 years or so ahead of us up here. You know, I would kind of be basically a cannabis tourist. I would go into these... These, these California dispensaries and see what all they had and, uh, you know, just kind of be be that kind of kid in the candy store <laughs> yeah. type of thing. And, I mean, so that was, that was really something special that I kind of kept in the back of my mind, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I really liked California and I, I really wanted to move down there. And so I did find a, a franchise uh, a health and fitness franchise, a supplement uh, franchise oh, okay. down there. Yeah. I was going to open one down there, and I had been working on the whole uh, process, you know, immigration, um, you know, finding a location, uh, dealing with the franchise, dealing with, you know, everything that goes involved in that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, while I was down there, um, I just had a gut feeling that you know, so, something wasn't right with with what I was doing. Okay. And, um, you know, at first I kind of tamped it down and just kind of, kind of, you know, told myself it was just normal and, you know, just, just kind of the nerves of it all. And, um, you know, I was down there uh, kind of finalizing everything. And I was just on the computer and it was late at night and I decided to just, you know, the, the buzz around legalization in Canada was, was starting. Okay. Yeah. This was in, uh, yeah, 20, 2017, December, November, October, around there. The year before legalization. Yeah. So the, the buzz was starting. And so I just kind of did a Google search, search, really. I saw a, an ad for Spirit Leaf and oh. they were advertising for franchise opportunities. And I was, <laughs> I was there and I kind of looked into it and, I, you know, clicked the link and I, you know, saw, oh, here's Spirit Leaf and kind of followed their story. And I was immediately attracted to their, I mean, their name and their marketing and yeah. their, their, their kind of brand presence uh, was really strong for some, for a company that wasn't even established yet. Yeah, true enough. And yeah. And so I, uh, basically from California, I phoned, I phoned the franchise and I spoke to, uh, Darren, the uh, the CEO, and we hit, we hit it off, and he invited me to go to Calgary to meet. And I flew straight from California to Calgary, and you know, five minutes in, I I knew that this was this was the the opportunity that was that was waiting for for me, and so immediately just kind of took a one eighty from wow from from the decision to move to California and, and all that. So, oh, that's so cool. See, I didn't know that part of the story. And then that adds a, adds a whole lot of texture to it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah very cool. So, so it was, uh, the stuff that Darren was building with spirit leaf that really attracted you when, when that became an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, what attracted me was kind of his experience, um, with watch it 
and with franchising already. Um, you know, franchising is is really quite quite something. I mean, it's it's one thing to to be able to you know open a, one store, but it's something totally entirely you know more complex to manage you know 50, 60, 70, 80 stores um, and and give them support. So knowing knowing that he had you know 20 stores across Canada with the watch brand, that really was a, a huge appeal, as well as Spirit Leaf being the only uh, cannabis franchise that was allowed into the Canadian Franchise Association, which ah. gave it a lot of credibility. Yeah, certainly. Okay, very cool. Excellent. As anybody who's listened to the podcast knows, uh, r- obtaining a retail cannabis license in BC is not quick. And and the experience you went through, Tark, to me just demonstrates that it really truly does move at a glacial pace. Oh, yeah. That that. That had to have been so frustrating for, for you. So first of all, how long did it actually take once you put in the application for the license before you finally got it? Oh, geez. Um, that must have t- taken taken just over a year. or Yeah, just over a year. Yeah, and I, um, I mean, that, that was just the one step. I, uh, I had established the business in... Yeah, December 2017. So, wow. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't quite the application process. No, starting, no. but that was kind of, you know, this is what, you know, that was kind of the, the first step. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and so cool, and and you kept your. That was the thing I was always impressed with. Uh, you know, as you and I had dealings as you were going through that process, you never let the frustration show, which I, I thought showed you had your, your true character, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to join you with this venture. So. Uh, well yeah, no, that. I definitely, I mean, I, I basically, you know, you basically don't have a choice when you're, when you're in that situation, but, you know, I, t- I tend to kind of only worry about things that I can control because then you end up getting quite frustrated. Very so. smart. Yeah. I had, I learned that lesson a few years ago and, and it's an important lesson to learn. So now let's go back. You, you, you went through all that time, uh, the day you got the license, what happened that day and, and, and how did you feel? Oh man, that takes me back. That's that was March thirty first last year, and obviously, you know, COVID and 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 that was kind of just starting, right? And yeah. um, you know, you say I I didn't show much much frustration, but that was really kind of nerve wracking um, because of all the uncertainty. Yeah. Um, with what was going on, and you know, I had no idea with whether or not this was going to delay things you know, another few months, which, you know, even a few months would have been really, really, really hard to manage. So, you know, I got, I got this letter or, you know, they actually they sent an email and, uh, I kind of had to read it. You know, I read, I read the subject line and I, you know, you, you get, you get these emails occasionally, right. And they're mostly just, uh, you know, informational or they're asking for, for more information from you as a license application application or as a licensee. And, um, yeah, so it basically just said that I had my approval in principle, which would, which basically means that, you know, it's, 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 it's what, what I needed to, to open. Yeah. The license is coming. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was ecstatic. I mean, <laughs> it was like a lot, a lot, a big relief for all the work and all the time spent. 
you know, because there was no there was no certainty until I got that um, that letter. Really, there was uh, it was all up in the air until then. Yeah, that made it real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, up to that point, it, it had all been virtual, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and then and then it suddenly became real. So so okay, we're we're almost we're we're coming up to. So it was May fifteenth last year. Store finally opens as you as you already say. You opened a cannabis store in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> how how did you feel finally seeing those doors open and, and some income finally start to roll in? Oh, amazing! I mean, like we we opened with a bang. I mean, it was great. Such a good feeling um, to get that kind of reception when we had all our you know new customers coming in and seeing seeing the beautiful store for the first time and and giving the feedback like it all uh yeah it, it all made it worth it worth it definitely just yeah basically from from may 15th from that first date we have just been you know killing it so it's been great yeah yeah excellent any, any surprises for you after the store opened things that perhaps you didn't anticipate um any surprises uh i mean we've you know we've had some 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 funny things happen in the store, but I, you know, generally I, I, I feel like our customers are, are, are great. Like yeah. I'm, I'm quite surprised with how, um, how lovely our, all our customers are. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to, to serve them and well, I mean, you know, it's, it's retail and yeah. you never know how it's going to be. And, no, it's true. But yeah, we really kind of been able to, um, kind of make an impact with the community. I feel um, really kind of be a homey place where people can feel comfortable. That's kind of what I set up to do. And I think, yeah. I think we've done that. Yeah. Excellent. So in Kelowna, we're, I think what, what up to about, I think there's 10 stores now, something like that. How, how, yeah. how do you feel Tark, with the future when all 20 licensed stores are open here? Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a concern, I, I suppose, as far as, um, you know, how well each store is going to do in, in its, in its location. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I invite the competition. I think it's good for, for innovation. Um, I think it's good for kind of, you know, keep keeping, keeping us on the ball, keeping us wanting to do better every day. So I, 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 I look forward to it. That's a good approach. Here we are. We're coming up to at the, I guess October 17th this year marks the end of year three of legalization and, and the legislation is up for review. You have an opportunity to speak to the committee and offer some considerations. What do you think are some things that should be looked at for change? Oh, geez. Well, um, you know, there's quite a bit. I mean, the, the, the government has come a long way from October 17, 2018. Let's just say that um, we've seen a lot of progress. Um, I, I still think there's a lot um, that needs to be done in terms of education, educating the public about, you know, the differences between the legal industry and, you know, and, and the not so legal industry. Um, and also, you know, there's obviously the issues that, you know, we discuss all the time, like uh, the packaging is another major one, the labeling. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I was really impressed with in California was that they 
they have more freedom to kind of, you know, show their brand, um, show different colors, different logos, different ways of packaging, you know, beautiful glass jars or, you know, different styles um, of, of packaging. Like it, it just allows a lot more freedom for the LPs to distinguish themselves, especially since we're not able to really show the cannabis before it's sold. I know. And, um, and or even talk about it or promote it or. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, I think, I think that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And just, you know, the little discrepancies between how uh, cannabis is treated versus say, uh, you know, liquor and alcohol. Yeah. So much stigma associated to cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I'd say that, that, that kind of, needs to be a little more balanced in terms of how they view it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, you obviously had a lot of support, uh, as you were going through it, all of your investors and, and advisors, do you, did they, any of them in particular offer you some advice that kind of sticks with you and, and keeps you going today? Um, let's see. I, I mean the, the rest of the Okanagan, Leaf team has been monumental in supporting me and, and each other. I mean, we 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 talk all the time. Uh, we're very involved, and we we all kind of care about each of our stores and how they do and how customers see us. And I think that really kind of strength strengthens the brand, and it strengthens our individual stores as well. So I, I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, they've been invaluable to, to our success, really. Yeah, nice. On, on a slightly different topic, you're about to become a father soon. How, how, how oh, are yeah. you feeling about that? Oh, very excited. Yeah, I mean, yeah, between the store, getting that set up, and then now, you know, basically any day, uh, the little one's coming. So <laughs> it's been really, really... Really excited. I'm I'm ecstatic, ecstatic about it. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. And 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 Krista, I'm sure is just can't wait for this to be over at this point. <laughs> yeah, she's eager, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It, it, that, I think that's what happens to every prospective mother to be. What's your favorite thing, Tark, about about going through all of that process, having your store open, and and where you are today? What's the favorite thing that you think about that that just gives you that feeling of total satisfaction? Uh, honestly, delivery day is, is just, it never gets old. It's so exciting. Every, every week, um, we bring in new stuff. We have all our regulars come and, you know, check out what's, what's new, what's fresh. It just never gets old. I mean, every week we get a new product, better product, cheaper product. What's, what's, what's better than that really? Yeah, it's true. No, I, I have to agree with you. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, thanks for taking some time and and finally telling me your story, Tark. It, uh, of course, it, it was a pleasure. Glad to. And and that brings us to the hot seat questions. And uh, I think you've got pretty good answers to most of these. So, uh, your favorite cultivar? Um. And I do accept a, a broad answer that includes multiples. If you have to go there, <laughs> I'd say like a heavy, heavy pink Kush classic. Um, can't go wrong with that. Okay. And uh, joints or vape? Uh, I'd say joints. Okay. Your favorite munchie? Pizza. 
pizza. Oh, that's a, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that too. Uh, edibles or flour? Oh, flour all the way. All the way. And all the way. Do you have a, a name for a running joint? Oh, geez. I mean, the, we used to call it a canoe. Okay. I mean, that's classic. Yeah. yeah. That is classic. And, and another classic. one, I thought you might have, it might have come up when you were in Montreal because that's where I've heard it from was White Rabbit, also referred to there. Oh, I haven't heard that one. And uh, do you have a particular term for a three and a half gram package? Uh, I just usually call it an eighth. Okay. Which is a standard BC yeah. term. Perfect. Yeah, we haven't quite done the uh, half quarter yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that's but I still get I still get a chuckle every time someone calls it a half quarter. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we will leave it there, Tark. Thank you so much for your time today, and enjoy the rest of the day. And give my best to Krista. Awesome, Gary. Appreciate it. Had a lot of fun on here. And just an update to this story: Tarek and Krista welcomed their new baby boy, Asher, to the world at 4.25 a.m. this last Wednesday. THC, CBD, terpene profiles, what's in me? Oh, please explain to me. Go to the corner, go to the corner, oh yeah. Go to the corner, please explain this stuff to me. And Cultivar Corner today is kind of dedicated to the locals. The people here in the Okanagan Valley that have contributed and are contributing so much to the Canadian cannabis market, the global cannabis market. we got some fine companies here in the Okanagan, and they are doing some fine work. And I wanted to recognize one of them today. And we've spoken about him before. We have, in fact, on Cultivar Corner, we have sampled Flower's BC Pink Kush. Flower, of course, the, the grower that I'm talking about, the licensed producer here in the Okanagan. Uh, where they do all of their growing and and in some fabulous facilities. In fact, they just opened the most, the newest and and most diverse research facility for cannabis in the world is part of the Flower Corporation here in the Okanagan. And because they just released, at least for the BC markets, their version of BC Black Cherry, and we just got it into the store this afternoon, I thought that would be a good opportunity to take it for a ride on Cultivar Corner. So, and uh, let me throw a few accolades out. Well, first of all, let me take one accolade away because I was going to comment on the fact that they have the terpenes on the label, but they don't. (laughs) However, when you go to their website, and I have included the link to that uh, back at CannabisPodcast.com, when you do go to the website, you'll notice that they do have the terpene profiles, which is really cool. And not only that, they're giving a bit more detail on each of the specific terpenes letting you know some of the components of that terpene. So let's dive into what their description of BC Black Cherry is. Dark green, deep purple, formulated by the crossing of black cherry pie and purple punch genetics. BC Black Cherry Punch is a high THC, indica-dominant cultivar, flaunting violet leaves and bright orange pistols with a unique profile that offers pungent aromatics reminiscent of freshly baked goods. Okay, this sounds delicious, and I'm going to have to open the jar now. The first thing that I was intrigued with, with flour, was, of course, they are using glass jars, which is really nice. And with their BC Black Cherry, they've introduced a new blue glass jar. Very attractive blue. And 
Oh, oh my, 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 my. I just stuck my nose in this little blue glass jar, and I am getting those pungent aromatics reminiscent of freshly baked goods. <laughs> the flavor profile, so that's uh, THC, 20 to 25%. That's what they're saying. And what have I got on here? I got 22% on this particular jar. Uh, CBD range, less than 1%. Not unexpected. The flavor profile, sweet, woody base, apple, berries, and ground pepper. Now, I talked on a previous Cultivar Corner how my nose is perhaps not as sophisticated as many of yours, but I can pick up a lot of different notes in this. The intent of this particular strain, BC Black Cherry, Focus, Euphoria, and Relaxing. And the terpene profile I mentioned before, the first terpene listed is Farnesine. And we spoke about this on a recent Cultivar Corner when we discovered that Farnesine is what gives us the green apple scent. And here's one of the kudos for the flower website. When you click on the particular terpene of Farnesine, it gives you a little bit more aromas to look for. Apples, ginger, and turmeric. Now, I know there's some debate about whether it's turmeric or turmeric, but there's an R right after the U, so I guess that's why I say turmeric. Now, can I pick any of that up? A little of the green apple, perhaps. I don't think I'm getting any of the ginger or any of the turmeric in there. And then I go to the next terpene listed, and there's three of them. Limonene is the next one that they list. Aromas to look for. Not a surprise. Lemon rind, orange rind, and juniper. Okay, that just sounded weird. Okay, I'm getting some lemon notes there. I can kind of imagine a lemon rind in my face. And the third terpene that is listed is caryophylline. So aromas to look for, black pepper, basil, oregano, cinnamon, and clove. A little bit of clove, I guess, there. Clinging clove hanging on in the scent there. So uh, it is an interesting flavor profile, I have to say. Now let's take a look at what they called these... How do they describe the bud? Flaunting violet leaves and bright orange pistils. Well, first of all, I should bring out my scale to make sure that I am on weight, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be. There's three buds inside of this jar, um, obviously of fairly substantive size. One is 1.6, 1.5 grams. Add another, I'm up to 2.9, and I add my third... Uh-oh, and I come out at 3.3. Uh, let me take the rest of what's inside the jar, get an accurate count. I would like to see, and you can take this as an encouragement, I would like to see more and more LPs overweigh their packaging so that by the time it gets to us, we don't have to deal with this because it's, it's a little disappointing to see 3.4 instead of 3.5. When was this packaged? This was packaged on January 28th, so within the last month, actually within just the last two or three weeks. So I shouldn't have lost a lot to wait, but of course there is that deviance. Health Canada does allow that. We're not going to score them poorly on the fact that it's not... Oh, hang on a sec. Is it because I just breathed on it? <laughs> it is now at 3.5 grams. I'll take that as an honest weight. And now I think I need to take this as an honest smoke and uh, let me pause everything here 
and get a joint rolled and something in my vaporizer. And of course, I don't actually pause it. I, I keep rolling it. The recording keeps happening while I put my weed into my grinder. I'm really hopeful for, and I've said this before when I choose particular cultivars, I, I didn't have a really good sleep last night. I'm not sure why. I usually sleep really well. I have no problem getting to sleep. But for some reason, it was a struggle to sleep last night. And so I am really hoping for a solid indica to send me to Never Never Land tonight. And I'm hoping that BC Black Cherry will be the vehicle to get me there. The flowers are very, very well trimmed. Oh, uh, yeah. I do get their, their whole concept of the baked goods. There's a lot of those kind of fruity and, and, and baked aromas that are floating around my studio right now. There's some orange pistols in here. I'm not seeing a whole lot of the violet, flaunting violet leaves. As I look in my, I'm not seeing a lot of violet. I'm seeing a lot of orange pistols. There is an awful lot of orange pistols in there in both these two big buds. And as I say, one of the buds is like 1.6 and the other is 1.6 or 7. So that's impressive. I have something ready to roll into a joint. Let me get something ready for the vaporizer now. Well, I guess I'll roll the joint and then we'll know that it's ready. And I'm hoping for a big, big bang from flower. I like flowers, BC Pink Kush. I thought it was a very nice indica, very nice introduction to the Okanagan for the rest of Canada with Flowers BC Pink Kush. Has been their premier strain since they started, certainly one we have sold a lot of. Now really excited to have BC Black Cherry in the mix. Even more excited once I get some of this into my system. Okay, I got the joint rolled. I got the vaporizer loaded up. What say we take Flowers BC Black Cherry for a little ride? Now I'm really struggling to pick up the flavor notes from smoking the joint. And I've talked before about struggling with this. Now we hear people talk about those vanilla or chocolate notes on inhale or exhale, and <laughs> I think they're making it up. <laughs> no, no, I, I know that other people have much more definitive and, and better developed sensations of taste than I do. So on that note, that may be one area of helping you find the cannabis that works for you that I may be a little in deficit on. My palate is perhaps not as round as I would like it to be. So in terms of the taste notes, I can't really say that there's a lot that are hitting me when I smoke this joint. I will say the ash is nice and white and clean. And it's hanging on nicely. It's pleasant. Uh, definitely not harsh. So this is really fresh. As they say, packaged just within the last couple of, couple of weeks, actually. Which is really nice to see in this industry, too. And now the big question. Is Flowers BC Black Cherry 
going to be an indica that gives me that wham of euphoria and then just settles right into a nice little body stone? Or is this going to be a creeper? Is this going to be one that I'm going to shut the recording down, sit back, turn on some tunes, and suddenly go, holy crap, am I stoned? We'll find out. <laughs> That's number what, uh, three or four. Anytime I start having trouble counting the number of hits I've had is and can be a pretty good indication that I am starting to get a buzz. Mm-hmm. I like the taste. I can start to feel a little bit of happy eyes going on. It's more of, it's definitely more of a creeper. It's not a, it's not a wham like, and I guess that's it. I guess that's, it's the sativa leaning hybrids that just go wham and smack me in the eyes. So there's no smacking going on here. But a very nice, pleasant high is building. Really enjoy the taste. And speaking of taste, before I go too much further, let me power up my delightful new little crafty and get the taste of BC Black Cherry through the vaporizer. That'll just take a moment or two to warm up. It's not as big as a buzz as with the mighty, but I think you'll still hear it in the background. And when that's ready, we'll take a hit on that as I continue to puff on the joint. And realize there could be a, just a touch of not giving the full effect because I am recording this and I don't want to have you just listening to dead air as we call it. <laughs> that big space in between the words I say that has no particular purpose, no dramatic effect. That's dead air. And as somebody who has been working in audio most of my life, <laughs> dead air is just something you want to try to avoid. But maybe I should hang on to things a little bit longer and let them have a bit more effect. All right. The Crafty Plus is up to temp. So let's see what BC black cherry tastes like oh there's some of those baked goods references that we talked about earlier can I pick up any of the fruit notes on that a little of the green apple a little of that clove that I kind of picked up in the scent before Mmm, there's a, just a bit of a fruitiness to it. Oh, but it tastes nice. Very smooth in the vaporizer. Now, I also took a deviation and pulled out the jeweler's loop and took a look at these little frost monsters. And it was a worthy effort because they are, oh, they are trichome laden. Big, big bulbous trichomes. Fair amount of amber, which I kind of expected in an indica to take it to the full extent of what the flower can do. Do recommend, if you have not picked yourself up a jeweler's loop yet, grab one. It's a lot of fun looking at your cannabis <laughs> and just seeing all that magic that resides there in those trichomes. And, ah, it's just a lot of fun. 
All right. I, diver- I digress a wee little bit, which I think is an indication that I'm getting stoned. And that's always what I'm hoping for every single time I start a cultivar corner. I hope I'm just going to get blasted. I've had an opportunity for this to creep a little bit. Uh, it hasn't gotten really, really strong. Uh, but I'm stoned. Uh, I'm quite enjoying it. It's a very relaxing stone. I'm not, I wouldn't try to do a bunch of editing or anything right now. I don't think for me, a BC Black Cherry is going to be the one for focus. I usually go for sativas for that kind of thing. And since this is an indica leading dominant or indica dominant hybrid, I'm suspecting that what I'm feeling is more what I would expect. More body relaxation, more just just kind of stoned <laughs> and just just kind of want to chill and chill rather nicely and try to stay away from eating a bunch. But that's always a problem for me with cannabis. <laughs> well, that's always a problem for me anytime. It doesn't matter whether I have cannabis or not. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, isn't that actually where a lot of the munchies come from? We just have a, an inherent need or desire to snack and... Cannabis just enhances that, which kind of goes to what I've often said, that cannabis for me is an enhancement to what I'm currently doing. (laughs) All right. I think I'm ready to pass judgment. BC Black Cherry from Flower Corporation, BC's Flower Corporation. Fabulous company. Love the stuff they're doing. They've done it again. Their BC Pink Kush was certainly worth a try. I strongly urge you to give a try to BC Black Cherry if you have not already. I think you'll enjoy the taste sensations, that sweet woody base, some apples, some berries, a little ground pepper, and I hope it gives you some euphoria and relaxation as it has apparently done for me. From the Cannabis Infused Studio in the Clouds, this is the Cannabis Podcast. And now we pick up where we left off, arriving back in Penticton with a pound of pot after hawking my saxophone in order to get it. Well, I didn't do such a good job when I got back to Penticton in selling that cannabis. I was I was always too freaked out to just go around and, and, and ask people if they wanted to buy weed. I know lots of people did, but that was never a comfort zone for me. So I frankly ended up smoking most of it rather than selling it as my intent had been. And as a result, I ended up losing the apartment that I was in because I couldn't pay rent, and it was time to move on. So I did have about a half a pound of cannabis left. And this is where kind of my brother comes into the picture, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. He was living in the Kootenays at that time, and I thought, well, okay, I've got nowhere to go right now. I'm going to go crash with him for a bit and see what's happening over in Nelson. (laughs) So I took off hitchhiking, which is what you did back then. That is how you moved now, a bit more background. Because I hadn't sold any of that cannabis, I literally had no money. I, I think I maybe had 10 cents in my pocket. So I'm on the road, ready to hitchhike. I've got this pound of pot, but I don't have any papers. I don't have any matches, and I don't have a lighter with me. So I can't smoke any of it while I'm going on this, as it turns out, rather interesting trip. I'm at the edge of Penticton. Truck pulls over. Actually, not too long. I'd only been there for maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. That's all fabulous. And and he said he was going all the way. Got in the truck and we went down the road maybe, oh, I don't know, maybe another hour or so. 
and he i don't i still don't understand why he did what he did no i guess it was a mechanical breakdown wasn't it see sometimes your cannabis memory can be can be sharp <laughs> it can be right on and sometimes it kind of weaves in between you know real clear pristine pictures and somewhat muddy waters <laughs> So the first, and the reason why I'm confused is there was really three different things that happened to vehicles while I was on this trip. And sometimes I mix the order up. So I, I, I believe <laughs> the first truck ended up having, yeah, that was a mechanical failure. I think the battery died or something like that. So we ended up, again, I'd only been about an hour down the road. Ended up, here I am now hitchhiking once more. And the next vehicle that went to pick me up as it was going to pull over, uh, he miscalculated and, and literally drove his truck into the ditch. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it as I watched it happen, but lo and behold, it did. I felt really bad, but I mean, I wasn't driving it. I didn't drive it into the ditch, so it wasn't my fault. So that was number two. I actually, actually had four things that happened to vehicles. So then I'm now waiting, and, and I've now been on the road for a good number of hours. That that first ride was pretty quick. Everything else, it took quite a while. Now here I am where there's <laughs> this vehicle kind of in the ditch and, and the tow truck is coming to get him out. I moved down the road a little bit. And finally I got picked up by this guy. I think he was a traveling salesman and he was on his way. And he said he was heading all the way into Nelson. So I thought, oh, fabulous. I'm finally going to get there. Well, I shouldn't have had such positive thoughts at that moment because we went now we get we did get close we got to around the Castlegar airport and suddenly his car literally stopped the motor shut off the lights turned off uh, and we're coasting down the highway and and he doesn't really have a whole lot of control in this dead car <laughs> i couldn't believe it the luck of the, on this one single trip so and of course remember that in between each of these incidents, I haven't been able to smoke a joint to kind of reset things because I haven't had any matches, lighter, or papers. So here we are. I'm now, I'm less than a half an hour away from my destination. It's it's now dark. It, night has turned. <laughs> and I figure, well, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to have to find a place to sleep here. So I crossed the highway and this is right at the junction, and I can't remember the, the number of the highway, number six, perhaps, 3A, perhaps, um, that goes up into the Slocan Valley from Highway 3, which is the southern route across BC. I was right at that junction, and right at that junction, there is an elementary school that's literally right there. So I thought, well, that's a kind of a nice little field. I'll go and, and sleep there. I toss my bag over this fence, climb over it, and I'm walking into the field looking for a good spot to settle down and suddenly I hear the barking <laughs> and the three German shepherd guard dogs that are leaping across the field <laughs> to stop me from sleeping in there. So I, I finally, I did manage to get over that fence without any of them getting a hold of me. But Jesus, I mean, did this have to, what kind of a trip was this anyways? And once again, I can't smoke a joint to, to cool myself down. So I, I figure, okay, well, I'm, I'm clearly not going to get there tonight. So I literally go back to the side of the highway. I lay out my sleeping bag on a hill and that's kind of, you know, facing up to the roadway. And every trucker who went by that night, 
I don't know whether they thought it was funny or not, but a toot on their horn kind of kept me on edge all night long. Didn't really sleep. Finally got a ride into Nelson the next day. Got over to my brother's place. It was actually a, a couple of miles out the lake. <laughs> Show up at his front door, and he's a little surprised. He wasn't expecting me. And said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, there's only one thing I want to do right now. Do you have some papers and a lighter? <laughs> Pulled out that bag of pot, rolled myself a big fat doobie, went out onto his porch, sat there and smoked that looking out on the lake and thinking, my goodness, how could one hitchhiking trip have so many foibles in it and not be able to enjoy any of it? I think I ended up staying with my brother and Nelson for probably the next week or two and that pound of pot eventually just vanished. Went up into thin air, shall we say. <laughs> alas, alas, the plans we have and the plans that perhaps don't turn out the way we intended. If you ever have any ideas or suggestions for things that we should talk about here on the Cannabis Podcast, please send me a note to info at CannabisPodcast.com. Same thing if there's someone that you think we should interview. I'd always like to hear that as well. I've got a, still a number of cultivar corners lined up. They're going to be coming up over the next few episodes. And that brings us to a conclusion of episode 67 of the Cannabis Podcast. From the cannabis-infused studio, high above the Okanagan Valley, this was the Cannabis Podcast. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on Podcon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.